Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Austin Bechtold with your fan headline. Seattle over Philadelphia last night, Monday night football, 20-17. to How about this? Steelers and Eagles in December are a combined 0-6. Penguins, though, got the win last night, 4-3 to against the Minnesota Wild. Marc-Andre Fleury was not the one to start in net. It was former Penguins prospect Philip Gustafson who took the loss. Alex Nedeljkovic got the win, allowed three goals, 24 total saves. Riley Smith, Jake Gensel, Evgeny Malkin, the goal scorers for the Penguins, as Pittsburgh led 3 to nothing before Minnesota answered. Sidney Crosby, though, game-winning goal in the third period for the Penguins, now with 31 points on the season. Headlines, they're powered by Bowser Chevrolet, your Pittsburgh Chevy headquarters. For more, go to 937thefan.com. Right now is the Fan Only Morning Show. At times, components of our ball looks like September ball, where some of the guys that are playing have September levels of playing experience. We can't make December calls with September people with playing experience. So I think it's important as we formulate a plan this week that we're really thoughtful about the configuration of people that we have at our disposal and making sure that they're capable of delivering what we're asking them to do. We're definitively open to making whatever changes necessary in an effort to change the outcome of football games. Man, you don't need more than two or three weekends to see a pattern, particularly ones that you don't like. We're not going to sit on our hands and hope for a different outcome. We got a can-do attitude and approach regarding it. I had a good meeting yesterday with our players. The ongoing strategic meetings with the staff have been highly productive yesterday and today. And so that's kind of where we are. Great meetings lead to okay successes for the Steelers this year. It hasn't been too great. Last three games, another three-game losing streak. The Steelers have had a three-game losing streak every year since 2018. I'm Austin Bechtel with you. It's the Fan Early Morning Show on a Tuesday with the Steelers playing another Saturday game. Upcoming this weekend, Christmas Eve Eve Festivus, however you want to define it. The Steelers will define it as their final home game of the 2023 season. The division is out of reach. The playoffs look like it's not even a possibility at this point. All hope is lost. So you turn to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It's our intention as we sit here today to give Mason Rudolph an opportunity to start. He's a veteran guy. He's a backup, but he's also a veteran guy. He's been in our program a long time. He's here for those reasons. We got a great deal of comfort with him. Why are we making the change, man? We don't like what we're looking at and the consistency of it. What I mean is we're not scoring enough points, particularly as you move into December football, man. You got to score more than 12, 14, 16 points 
in games this time of year, you better assume that others are doing the same. The engineering of victory is not going to be fluid if you're not doing those things. And, and obviously, by nature of the position, the guy that has the ball in the quarterback position, man, that's a catalyst for change and an opportunity. Who would have thought? Who would have possibly thought at the start of this season, not even dating back to training camp, but even if you want to say, yeah, I mean, we talked about it way too much. We over-exaggerated to five touchdowns, five possessions in the preseason, how solid the offense looked to come out and lay an egg against San Francisco and get dominated. And then to see Mason Rudolph. We discuss where rock bottom is pretty much on a weekly basis at this point, right? I tweeted it out on Saturday after watching the game, and I feel like people feel this way, that this is the reality for Steelers fans and the reality just for anybody watching Steelers football right now. Two weeks ago, this is the most embarrassing loss to the Steelers in a while. One week ago, this is the most embarrassing loss to the Steelers in a while. And then on Saturday, man, this is the most embarrassing loss to the Steelers in a while. Three weeks in a row. And the Steelers have had losing streaks like this. And they've still found a way to make the playoffs, get in, do something. Remember how last year ended? With a winning streak. The Raiders on Christmas Eve. At the Baltimore Ravens. Prime time. A game that was flexed. On New Year's. Where Kenny Pickett led the charge. Won it in Baltimore. And then you turned your attention to the next game. Steelers win. Didn't get help. You had some promise. You thought maybe this could be. A year that the Steelers took considerable strides. And everything has just completely gone awry. DeMonte Casey, as a repeat offender, he's been fined over $59,000 this season. Is suspended for the rest of the year after his hit on Michael Pittman. A brief aside on Casey. I, I think that's more so Gardner Minshew leading his receiver to... A hypothetical death on that play with Michael Pittman having no chance laying out for the football. Now, the KZ hit was not a good one. He should have been flagged for it. I'm surprised he got kicked out. I'm more surprised that he's out for the remainder of the season. But it's because of a culmination of penalties against him this year. You know, KZ has had a couple unnecessary roughness penalties, a couple hit-to-the-head penalties. And this is basically the NFL's way of saying, all right, we're going to lay down the law. We're going to take you down, make you an example. And that's just kind of the way it is. So DeMonte Casey is out. Minka Fitzpatrick has a knee injury. He will not play this week. Trenton Thompson is hurt. Cameron Hayward is in the concussion protocol. Kenny Pickett is still battling his way back. So, obviously, the headliner is Mason Rudolph. Will start. 
if, and that's if, Kenny Pickett cannot play on Saturday, which would be a turnaround of about 19 days. That's a very, very quick turnaround for Kenny Pickett to be able to suit up. Now, today and Wednesday will be big indicators, Thursday as well. How much does he practice? What is he listed as on the practice report? Because what will be really funny is if Mason Rudolph is talked about all week, ready to go, and then this guy plays. I just had a conversation with Kenny. He had a really good rehab today. His availability is not out of question this week. But at the front part of the week, our attention and emphasis will be on Mason Rudolph, and we'll leave the door ajar and see how Kenny responds to the work that he did today, the limited work that we're probably going to give him tomorrow, and, and again, establish sort of position in terms of a pecking order the closer that we get. But as I stand here today, Mason Rudolph is the guy with the ball. They'll leave the door ajar. Like when you're ready for bed and you don't close the door all the way, you keep it open a little bit for the hallway light to be on. They're keeping the door ajar for Kenny Pickett to potentially play. Partly because, A... He is the best quarterback on the team. And if you didn't think that a couple weeks ago, look how Mitch Trubisky played. Trubisky is just done. Trubisky will probably never see the field again for the Steelers, at least this season. With the potential to not be on this team next year either. But again, people said that about Mason Rudolph. So you hypothetically just don't know. So Mason Rudolph, after 31 other teams that don't want him, came back to the Steelers, and Mike Tomlin did not seem to be his biggest fan, is going to get the opportunity to guide the slate tonight for the Steelers on Christmas Eve Eve. This doesn't give me any joy or any motivation for the Steelers to further believe they have a real opportunity to do something with this. The season's over. You've lost three in a row. When you lost two games in a row to two and ten teams, the season was over. And maybe you should have went to Mason Rudolph last week. Why? It provides a spark? Maybe? Something different? I'm not trying to pretend like Mason Rudolph is this shiny object on top of a hill of a mountain you're trying to climb. And is this Big thing we don't know anything about. We know Mason Rudolph. He's the guy that was benched for Duck Hodgins. That tied the Lions. Yes, I know he only knew he was starting for about a day or so. I'm willing to give him an opportunity. But nobody, nobody should really believe that Mason Rudolph is going to come in here, win three games, and save the season. There's no true reason to believe that. And... If you look at how this team is continuing to trend in a difficult direction, how much of it is on Mike Tomlin? How much of it is really on the players in execution? The reality is, George Pickens is a number one wide receiver talent playing like a three, maybe even a four on a really good team. Kansas City's wide receivers aren't really comparable. But if you threw George Pickens on the Miami Dolphins. He's definitely the three. Is he the fourth? 
If you throw him on the Philadelphia Eagles, he's not better than A.J. Brown. He's not better than Devontae Smith. And I'm not saying he has to be. You throw George Pickens on a lot of teams, and he's probably their number one wide receiver. One, depending on injuries. Depending on inconsistencies. You throw him on Carolina, obviously. But if you throw him on what people expected the Pittsburgh Steelers to be, a good, decent team with playoff aspirations. How we were talking about number one seed possibility for the Steelers a couple weeks ago with Baltimore's schedule ahead and all the problems that could lie in their direction, which have not come to mount yet, but still have Miami, San Francisco on the schedule. And the Steelers facing a murderer's row of horrendous teams that, oh, by the way, they've lost to. So Mason Rudolph, does he instill any confidence in you? 412-928-9370. I'm not too excited. This is probably the worst Steeler team of my lifetime. Now, I know I'm a young pup and I haven't seen a lot of the dark days of the 80s or whatnot, but this just seems like dark times are ahead and there are not a lot of things that give me any motivation or anything that makes me think that this team will have a lot going for it in the future. Deontay Johnson does not have the mentality and the attitude to be a real number one wide receiver and get paid $18 million. He's not. Same thing with George Pickens. Pat Fryermuth has disappeared at times, and that might just be the offense that this team runs. What offense does this team run? The thing that just continues to bother me to wit's end is that other teams are still scoring and being productive. In your own division, Jake Browning yelling to teams, you shouldn't have cut me. Running over to the sideline, winning games, putting the Bengals who we all thought were left for dead, just like the Cleveland Browns and Joe Flacco, in prime playoff position. It seemed like the Steelers would have the upper hand when Joe Burrow went down at home. Final home game of the year. Fan appreciation. Christmas time against the Bengals. No. Nobody would be surprised if the Cincinnati Bengals come in here and beat the Steelers. By a touchdown, maybe two scores. Nobody. And it just continues to be an indictment on the product from this team. And also the coaching. Defensively, a lot of injuries, but this team's getting shredded. 30 unanswered points to the Indianapolis Colts? You were up 13 to nothing. 13 to nothing. Mitch Trubisky was not good. And you basically threw Mason Rudolph in there like it was a 25-point loss in a basketball game with two minutes left. All right, the scrubs can go in. The walk-ons go play. Put Mason Rudolph in there. And he was hurrying up the team to the line of scrimmage as well. Mike Tomlin was calling timeouts like he was just trying to give Mason Rudolph more of a chance to get some snaps in anticipation of this week. The wheels have fallen off. They really have. And some of the national media members, Rex Ryan's calling for Mason Rudolph, for Mike Tomlin to... If he gets 
cut, fired, whatever, go collect a bag on another team. What are the best outcomes for Tomlin right now? The Chargers? Dysfunctional organization, but a quarterback? Awful Washington? His buddy David Tepper in Carolina? Now, some nice deal would probably open up for Mike Tomlin. Would he want to go to New England with no quarterback? A defensive-heavy organization that was carried by Tom Brady for 20 years? Would he want to go to Tampa Bay where he was an assistant? Mason Rudolph just does not make me think that this team can get back on its high horse, win a couple games, and get into the playoffs. This will be Mike Tomlin's first under 500 season. It'll be his first season of not being 500 or better. He had the chance at 7-4 and four to win two games, Arizona, New England, at home, bad teams, bad organizations right now. New England's a bad organization. The Cardinals have been a bad organization. And they just couldn't answer. They didn't write back. They didn't get the job done. And it's embarrassing from a Pittsburgh Steelers perspective that this is where things have gone. Fans are embarrassed for their team. The Steelers should be embarrassed. And I wonder how much Mike Tomlin really takes the credit, takes the heat for this. I know he does from the fans, but internally in that building, what are their thoughts? Is this a one-off? For Mike Tomlin, 412-928-9370. Is this just a year where Art Rooney, Omar Khan, Andy Weidel. Look at this team like, well, Kenny Pickett continued to get hurt. And that's a problem. The fact that Kenny Pickett continues to be banged up and can't stay healthy. That's a real issue. That, oh, there's been problems with Minka Fitzpatrick. He's been hurt. Cam Hayward's been hurt. There's been problems with Larry Obenjobi staying healthy. Uh, DeMarvin Leal seemingly is a high draft pick, can't get on the field. Patrick Peterson, it took him a while to get back into the system and get going. Levi Wallace isn't good. We put Broderick Jones at right tackle. Um, Blame Matt Canada, make him the scapegoat. There are lots of ways that you can look at this as as excuses. But how much of it is Mike Tomlin really building this up for the last couple of years and the snowball being dragged down the mountain. It is rolling down the mountain into the village and ready to dump snow on everybody as it has dumped misery on the Steelers. Because you let Brian Flores go to Minnesota. His defense is good. You could have got rid of Terrell Austin and had Brian Flores. And if he leaves in a couple of years to be a head coach, okay, that's the NFL. It happens. You kept Matt Canada around and stunted the growth of Kenny Pickett. You might never be able to find out what you really have in Kenny Pickett. And I think we all kind of know what he is. I think we do. We, we know what Kenny Pickett is. He's probably Andy Dalton or Kirk Cousins at best. Guys that will maybe win you a playoff game. Something that Andy Dalton and Marvin Lewis struggled to do so mightily in Cincinnati. Or a career backup. I mean, that's what we're looking at right now, right? 412-928-9370. How much blame do you put on someone? 
How much blame do you put on the players? How much blame do you put on the Roonies? Or the front office? 412-928-9370. I'm Austin Bechtold with you. The Wake Up Show. It's presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. Apply at 84lumber.com. More coming up on the Steelers, as well as the Pirates making moves. Penguins with a win last night. And more. Fan early morning show. 937 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Browning is doing a really good job of taking care of the ball. His completion percentage speaks to that. Their lack of turnovers or their ball security speaks to that. But it's not just him, it's them. Rudolph, man, he's been a part of our program. He knows us. We know him. He's tough-minded. He's got a lot of confidence in himself. He's a competitor. And so those are some of the things that are really attractive about giving him an opportunity uh, this week. So Mason Rudolph is a competitor. That's great. That's good to know. So something else that really caught me off guard from what Tomlin said this past week at his weekly press conference, which was yesterday, he raved about Jake Browning and how Jake Browning has been in their program. Mason Rudolph's been in this program for, what, six years? Jake Browning, too? So, is Mason Rudolph supposed to play like Jake Browning because he's been in their program for that long and he knows the offense? So, should we expect Mason Rudolph to play similar to the backup Jake Browning? I would think not. But just just some of the Tomlin tidbits that really puzzled me when I was listening to him. Just overall, he's been in their system for so long. Okay, so is that why you're going with Mason Rudolph? Is he going to try to be one of these leaders that you're lacking, Tomlin? I'm concerned about a lot of things, leadership or lack of experience, uh, in some instances being a component of that, but not in an abnormal way. Hmm. Because there's really no veterans on this team that is a leader. On the offensive side of the ball. On the defensive side, you have Cam Hayward. But for Cam, how much can he really get across to some of these guys? We know about Minka Fitzpatrick and Deontay Johnson and 
everything that happened there and the problems with the offense and the defense. Offense is not scoring enough points. Defense is on the field for too long. T.J. Watt, how much of a vocal leader is Watt? But on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, you need to have offensive and defensive leaders for their respective units. You just do. It's the reality of it. And on the offensive side of the ball, Mason Cole has tried. He has tried to be the leader. But Mason Cole cannot be a big-time leader when he can't snap the ball correctly and gets thrown to the ground and pushed back into the quarterback on a consistent basis. Kenny Pickett, it's hard with inconsistency. The times when he wouldn't show up until the fourth quarter. Now he's hurt again. How much of a leadership role can he really build? Najee Harris looks like he wants to be on a different planet. Deontay Johnson's not a leader. He talks, but he's not a leader. George Pickens, Pat Fryermuth, where are your leaders? Let's go to Jimmy in Pittsburgh. What's up, Jimmy? How you doing this morning? I'm good. I, I think the problem is with the new Omar Khan, a combination of him, Mike Tomlin, and the way Mason Rudolph has been treated. I know Steeler Nation is not depending on him to win any of these last three games. He's going to lose them all because of the way he's been treated, the way the fans have been, especially the way that Mike Tomlin treats him. He treats him like a dog. You brought a sad quarterback in from Chicago that ain't getting nothing but messed up the whole time he's been put in the game, and you never put Mason Rudolph in. Never gave him a chance. Now you're down at nothing. Now you're going to put the man in and expect him to win. He's going to lose all the games purposely because of the way he's been treated and disrespected in Pittsburgh. That's right. You've been, you treated the man bad. Well, I, I don't know if he's going to go out there and intentionally lose. Mason Rudolph wants to prolong his NFL career and doesn't want to just throw everything to the wolves and say, okay, I'm going to intentionally tank the season. He's going to get another chance, and things just have not gone right for Mason Rudolph. It's unfortunate. It really is. Like, from a human being perspective, how everything's gone down for Rudolph, it's sad to see. I mean, it really is. And it has to be very frustrating for him. He couldn't get another job elsewhere. So here he is, sticking around with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and now with another opportunity, can he make the most of it? I don't know. It's going to be pretty difficult. What's up? You're on the fan. How's it going, man? Um, I was just calling it, you know, going reflecting off of what the last caller just said when he was um, basically saying that, you know, it's on Omar Khan. I got to disagree with that, man. Like, he did, a, in my honest opinion, a phenomenal job with our first set of draft picks that he had. They're all pretty much prone to become starters. Um it sucks about the Corey Trice guy, you know yeah. what I mean? Because um, we never really know what we was going to get out of him. But, you know, there's always the next year, as they say. But um, I really feel like the team, you know, is just having a bad year, man. Like, you go through the washes of, the, you know, the NFL, and then we're just going through one of them right now. I think, you know, yeah, we do need a leader on the offensive side of the ball. But, you know, until someone actually wants to step up into that role, or until we go find a guy or whatever the case may be, you know, it's just going to not really be good. 
Yeah, it's a good point. I appreciate the call, and thanks for the call as well, Jimmy. I think Corey Trice could have been somebody that factored into the secondary, whether it be them maybe trying to shift him over to safety or even the flexibility to move Patrick Peterson over there now with so many bumps and bruises. I mean, Devontae Casey's out for the year. He could potentially appeal the suspension, but is he going to win it? Mink has already been ruled out. You have three games left. Trenton Thompson is hurt. You don't have the possibility of Keanu Neal right now. There is nobody back there to play safety. The number of problems on this team, if you want to make like a priorities list, the offensive line is up there. Immaturity on the offensive side of the ball is there. Defensive injuries is up there as well. The quarterback, the running game. There's so many issues. One more call. What's going on? You're on the fan. Good morning. Mason throws five touchdowns this week. What gives you the confidence to say that is really a great question that I would like to further ask before he hung up. Mason Rudolph potentially have the opportunity to start because, again, Kenny Pickett does have a chance to potentially suit up and play in this game. The medical experts lead the charge in that regard in terms of medical clearance, and then it's his overall effectiveness, first and foremost, his ability to move and protect himself, and secondly, his effectiveness in terms of movement, his ability to ad-lib, etc. It would not surprise me whatsoever if Mike Tomlin says all of that about Mason Rudolph and... Yeah, we'll give Rudolph a little bit of a chance. He'll start, he'll practice this week and prepare as the starter. And then we get to Friday and Kenny Pickett's good to go. It would not surprise me at all. It really wouldn't. Steelers, pretty much at this point, seven and seven. Playoff hopes are dire. You got to win the next three. You're not going to win in Seattle. You see what they did against the Eagles last night? They're not going to win in Baltimore. They might still be fighting for the number one seed. And you have Cincinnati at home. This is the best chance at another win. Or else, goodbye, Tom, when not having a losing season. Discussions for all to be had. And maybe it further trends and spirals into even more. That either A, further prolongs this problem that the Steelers have and being in this spot of just complacency or if there'll be actual change. Fan weather is presented by Sun Chevy. 23 Silverados, 1,500, up to 7,500 in rebates. SunChevy.com. Currently 29 degrees. Going to get to a high of 32, a low of 27. There is a little bit of snow possibilities in the next hour. Other than that, looking pretty solid on this Tuesday. The pre-show is next on the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.